So this is Parshas Pinchas, named after the grandson of Aharon the Kohen. And it comes right after Parshas Balak, where at the end of last week's Parsha, we have the story of Pinchas and what he did, his zealous act on behalf of God. And here we see how God responds to that, but also how the tribes are going to respond to that. And we see a very interesting psychological phenomenon of how the tribes, the other tribes are looking at, are, are perceiving what he did. So let's begin. Chapter 25, verse 10. God spoke to Moses saying, Pinchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aharon, the Kohen. Rashi is going to talk about why do we give his whole lineage over here when we already know who he is. Well, what has he done? He's turned my anger away from the children of Israel by his zealously avenging me among them so that I shall not destroy the Jewish children of Israel because of my zeal. So Rashi will explain why does the verse give us the whole lineage. And here's what Rashi says. The tribes were shaming him. They were disparaging him. What did they say? They said, Have you seen the son of Puti? whose mother's father, Jethro, fattened calves for idols. And what did he do? He went and killed a chieftain of an Israelite tribe. That's what they were saying about Pinchas. Therefore, the Torah comes and traces his pedigree, his lineage, to Aharon. Now, what is going on over here in this Rashi? The Rabbi has a very beautiful teaching and deep insight about what was going on. And the first thing he says is why is why are we talking about the fact that he fattened idols, calves for idols? If the point is that you know the way you kind of look at it superficially is he's this guy comes from from an idolater. He's like the grandson of an idolater and he has the chutzpah. What a chutzpah that he will come and and kill a chieftain of the tribe of Israel. But the Rebbe says there's got to be something deeper here because it talks about him fattening the calves for idols. It could have just said his grandfather was an idolater. Why the fattening of the calves? So what that brings us to is that there's something cruel in the idea of fattening a calf for a calf for an idol. And that is you're planning to slaughter this animal, and but it looks like you're doing kindness. You're giving him food, but really just fattening him up to kill him. That is a, um, a particular act of cruelty. We had that also when the Jewish people were asking for meat and God says, yes, I'll give them meat, but then they're all going to die. Rashi, Rashi tells that Moshe was arguing, that looks really bad. You know, you're fattening them up just to kill them. It's a particular act of cruelty. So what the tribes were saying was maybe, or yes, Pinchas did a good thing, right? He stopped the plague through his aggressive, zealous act. But anytime you do an aggressive act, you're going to have people raising questions. And particularly here, the tribes, the reason that the tribes were raising questions is because psychologically they were thinking to themselves, maybe maybe subconsciously, hey, if this was such a good thing to do, why didn't we think of it? Why was it Pinchas who came up with this? Why didn't we do anything about the plague? And so therefore, they attributed, they projected onto Pinchas they maligned him and they projected false motives onto what he had done. Why did he do this aggressive act? 
they were saying it's not because he's such a good guy, not because he's so smart and so courageous, but because he has some cruelty in him that he inherited from his great-grandpa, Jethro, who also had this cruelty from his fattening of calves for idols. And that's what led him to go and kill Zimri uh, ben Salu, not a real a dedication to what is right and correct. And therefore, the verse comes and tells us, no, it, this didn't come from any type of cruelty. This came from his really trying to do the right thing. And that's why the Torah attributes him back to Aharon. What was Aharon? Aharon, as we've learned in, in several of Parshas, Aaron is the man of kindness. He's the man of love. And so by attributing Pinchas back to Aaron, the Torah is telling us that what he did was not an act of cruelty, but rather coming from a place of love and kindness. But we take a number of lessons from it, the first of which is that sometimes we see somebody else doing something good, but we, we might say, we might be tempted to say, oh, they're doing it for their ego or some other some other motive. Of course, that's a terrible thing to do. When we see somebody doing something good, we should just celebrate and say, wow, that's amazing. That's beautiful and learn from it. And if we feel that little voice of, of, of criticism, where it's coming from really is jealousy. That why didn't I think of doing that thing? But really, we should celebrate when other people do good things and join them. It doesn't have to be my thing. It could be that somebody else came up with it and that's fine. If it's a good thing, let's go with it. Another thing that we learned from Pinchas is that Pinchas did something in front of Moshe and Aaron. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Moshe. Aaron had already passed and in front of Elazar, um, where, where he might have, you, you, you may be thinking, well, if nobody is doing anything about this and there's much people who are much greater than me, there's a Moses and he's not doing anything, so I shouldn't do anything either. And even if you have a good idea, you might say, well, this idea can't be that good because here's the greatest leader of the Jewish people, Moses, and he's not saying to do that. So the, what we learn from Pinchas is that if you're in that type of situation, don't assume. Don't assume that your idea is not good because nobody else is doing it. Go to the Moshe. Go to those who are leaders and ask them, hey, why don't we do this? Maybe we should do this. And that's what happened. He went to Moshe and said, Moshe, shouldn't, shouldn't we do this? And Moshe said, yep, you're right. And you're the one who, who thought of it. So you go and do it. So check with, check with the, the rabbi, for example, at a shul. Let's say you see something that can be done better. Don't assume, oh, the rabbi has thought of it already and he decided not to do it. It's possible. He might have his reasons. But bring it up. Ask. And who knows? Maybe it's a good idea that nobody thought of and can be implemented. Verse 12, therefore say, I hereby give him my covenant of peace. What is this covenant of peace? Rashi explains the covenant is the covenant of priesthood, that he's going to be a priest. And as Rashi explains it, the word peace over here, shalom, is more like when you say somebody, say hello to somebody, shalom. You're not really saying peace. You're saying hello. So in similarly here, the word shalom, peace, does not mean peace in the sense of peace between people and so forth, but rather it's uh, God is, is telling him that this covenant of the priesthood that he's giving to, to Pinchas as a reward, that is his way of showing favor and expressing his feeling of favor to Pinchas. Now Rashi will address in verse 13, why is it that Pinchas has to be given the priesthood? Isn't he already a priest by the very fact that he's the son of Elazar, who's the son of Aharon? 
as in joke number 74 about the guy who wanted to become a Kohen. I can tell it to you later if you didn't hear it yet. He's already a Kohen because his father was a Kohen. His grandfather was a Kohen. The explanation, Rashi says, is, is that when God gave Aharon and Elazar the priesthood, Pinchas was already, had already been born. He was already alive. And so when at that point, God said, whoever is going to be born afterwards into this line is going to be a Kohen. But Pinchas was not included in that because he was already born. So now he's getting the Kuhuna, which he had not gotten prior. Now, who was the person who, who was killed? His name was Zimri ben Salu, and he was the leader. This is verse 14. He was the leader of the family of, of Shimon. So the, the Rashi explains that Shimon had five families, and he was the leader of one of them. Now, why is we, Rashi already explained why we're giving the pedigree, the lineage of Pinchas? Why are we giving the lineage of Zimri? Why is it important to know who was this person? So Rashi gives two explanations. First, they give, his first explanation is just as we trace the, <coughs> the lineage of the righteous man for praise. I'm sorry, he traces the lineage of the wicked man for shame. But then he gives another interpretation, which is that it is telling us the praise of Pinchas. Why is it the praise of Pinchas? Because even though the person he was going up against was Zimri, who was a chieftain, he was a Nasi, and it's human nature that people are afraid to start up with someone of, of prominence. That didn't stop Pinchas. He didn't stop him from doing what he had to do. And that's why the Torah tells us who Zimri was, because it helps us understand even better the greatness of Pinchas, that he was fearless and he didn't, um, it, it would, nothing could impede him, even the fact that this person, Zimri, was a great prominent person. Moving ahead, verse 16, what happens after this? God tells Moses that the Midianites who had caused the Jewish people to sin, especially with this the princess of, of, of Midian, who they had who they had let loose for harlotry to entice this uh, chieftain of, of the tribe of Shimon, God says, you shall antagonize them. You should be in a state of war with the Midianites. Arashi will point out that there's a difference between the Midianites and the Moabites, even though the, both the Moabites and the Midianites were, were in this plot against the Jewish people to get them to sin, which caused the plague of the 24,000. Nevertheless, God does not say it, but God leaves Moab out of it and says only, only to have this antagony, antagonism towards, towards Midian. Why is that? Rashi tells us because Ruth, the Moabite, who would be the great-grandmother of David, King David, she will descend from Moab, and therefore Moab gets a free pass, and they're they are they're excluded from this, and only Midian is included in this decree. In the second part of this Aliyah, the first Aliyah, the Torah tells us that God tells Moses and Elazar. And again, now we're talking to Elazar because Aaron has passed, Elazar has taken his place. So before we had God speaking to Moshe and Aaron. Now it's always going to be God spoke to Moshe and Elazar. And we, here we have a very interesting verse, verse 1 of chapter 26, where you see over here on the Hebrew side, there's a pay right after the first three words of the verse. It says, and after the plague, stop. 
So in the Torah scroll, there's actually a space right here. And then it goes to the rest of the verse, which is a very unique um, and unusual, unusual thing. Usually the end of a, of a section is the end of a verse. Here, the verse, the middle of the verse goes to a new section. And what it says is that after the plague, God tells Moses and Elzar to count the Jewish people. Why is God telling them to count the Jewish people? Rashi gives two explanations, both relating to um, comparing Moshe to a shepherd. And so the first explanation is that just as a shepherd, when the wolves come into his flock and they kill a bunch of sheep, what does he do afterwards? He counts to see the ones that are left. And that's what happens here. There was a plague. So that's the connection between the beginning of the verse and the end of the verse. That because there was a plague, after the plague, God says, let's count the Jewish people because they were the, the, like a shepherd would count the flock after there's been an attack of wolves. It shows the, the love uh, of God and of Moses to the Jewish people. The second explanation is it relates more to Moses himself. And it's as if saying that when the Jewish people left Egypt, they were given into the hands, given over to the hands of Moses. And at that time, they were counted. So similarly, now that Moshe is getting closer to his death and he's sort of, so to speak, giving back what was entrusted to him, he's giving back the Jewish people and saying, okay, I've done my job. I'm moving on. So now he's returning what was entrusted to him. So again, they're being counted as he returns them. And as we've seen before, they're going to be counted in the same way. And the Torah now goes through all of the, um, we'll do in the next Aliyah, in, in tomorrow's Aliyah, the second Aliyah, we'll go through counting of the Jewish people, the tribes of Israel. So we'll stop here and open it up to questions and or comments. Well, I was, I was impressed uh, in the beat. There's so much detail in this. I don't know if I really have it all, <laughs> understand it all, but I'm trying. Um, but I thought it, it could it be said really at the beginning when you're talking about it's not from the ego that he was operating, but it could look like it, that really it's, it's what is right, not who is right. I mean, isn't that what we're talking about? I mean, we're doing what is right, not saying, oh, it should be me, because then you get into the jealousy, the ego stuff. It's what's right, not who's right, maybe. That's a great way to put it. It's what is right, not who is right. Yeah. Rabbi uh, what's the connection between the Pinchas uh, and uh, the Midians, you know? Is he related to Yitro or somehow? Yeah, because um, Pinchas is through his through his mother's side is a descendant of Yisro. Oh, okay. Because it it, it it wasn't in the Torah before about that nothing. Yeah, it's just uh, about um, his lineage. Right. But this is in the midrash, probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Is Jethro Aaron's grandfather, or no? Um, again, it it comes through his mother's side. 
and Aaron is the paternal side. Oh, okay. So Pinchas is the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, but from his mother's side, he stems from Yisro. From Yisro. Oh, okay, thank you. Yep. In Hebrew, Yisro, or Yitro, and in English, Jethro. Yitro, Yisro, Jethro, Aaron, Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you. And Phineas. Pinchas is Phineas. Phineas. Pinchas. Oh, okay, Phineas. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I love these teachings. It's it, it does it fall under um those who love God fight evil? And there was evil, so Pinchas was stepping up against that. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. It really creates courage in our character when you think about taking action in a wise way. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, it's um, right, the psychological phenomenon of, well, if I didn't think of it, someone else did it, when if a person is in a place of ego, it's a, it's a it's challenging, and it's easy to go to a place of well they did it for ego, they did it you know here they saying they did it out of cruelty, but and he did it out of cruelty but more commonly, in the way the rabbit talks about it is people will say oh yes that person did a good thing but they did it you know so their name would be recognized, and you know I'm more humble than that. You know, I'm a humbler person. I'm more sophisticated than that. And actually, I think the Rebbe says there that that's a greater arrogance. It's an even greater arrogance because you don't want to look arrogant. So that's even more arrogant. And and the, But the main thing is, you know, when you see something good in another person, they're doing something good, focus on the good. You know, there could be ego there. But the fact that the ego is bothering you the other person's ego is bothering you and you're not focusing on the good thing that they did but on perhaps the ego there that's just a reflection of your own ego otherwise it wouldn't bother you wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't uh wouldn't irk you and so it's just if you're noticing it you have to recognize that you're operating from the ego and focus refocus yourself and in that way you'll just you'll see the good well thank you gentlemen this has been a wonderful beginning for Parshas Pinchas. We'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow for part two of Parshas Pinchas. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi Yosha. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.